I usually go to Target for the fights. That's a good time. You want to have a good time on a Saturday, and are you on a budget? Go to the Target. <laughs> before I started singing because I don't want to have to pay I don't want to have to pay a lot of money for uh, I don't know why that that was the first thing that popped into my head baby I'm on need and that now I probably owe somebody money where did that come from I have no idea <laughs> I have zero idea here okay first things first I was thinking about doing a Zeppelin thing I was thinking about doing the immigrant song uh-huh. and I think that's that got it, and that took me to the 1970s, and the 1970s took me to you. <laughs> it's fun. It's Welcome to fun. the show. Well, I, I don't mean, even know who wrote that song. Uh, I got to get out of the 70s. I have to. I'm on a. There's some great music back then. I got to get out. I got to join the modern day peoples. Uh, I need to. I need to get it. I need to get hip with what the kids are listening to nowadays. Yes, well, that's kind of hard because I put the Led Zeppelin stuff in your head because I went to see Thor last night. Yes, and <laughs> no spoilers, and I know it's wonderful, and, it, and it's getting great reviews, oh, and all of this other stuff. Uh, and you know what I think that is? What? And we'll, just, we'll just start with this. We'll just start with an entertainment story. If you're here for, oh, wow, what are the Liberty Gypsy and Loftus have to say about politics this week? Buckle up, cross your legs, hold it till we get to the next bathroom. We will get there. (laughs) But right now, it's Thor. Chris Hemsworth, who I think is uh, really, really funny. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't know he made a a series of uh, videos for YouTube where Thor had a roommate. He just made these videos. Somebody helped him. Somebody filmed it. But Thor is living in Australia. He's got a roommate, and he's bugging his roommate. His roommate's like this super nerdy guy who's like, you know, Thor never cleans up. He uh, leaves a huge mess around the toilet. I'm going to have to talk to him about the back rent. And then Hemsworth comes in. He's like, let's go out drinking. And it's super funny. <laughs> well, and I and- think everybody was surprised with how funny Hemsworth was. So uh, I hear that it kind of changed Thor. They In the first, in the first Thor uh, movie, he was like a real hardcore – you know, I'm I'm like a gladiator from another dimension, blah blah blah. And then he did, he did a couple of jokes, mm-hmm. which I guess were th- those were his jokes. Oh, really? Yeah, like when Natalie Portman he has a scene with Natalie Portman and the other girl for two broke girls, and they're poor. He finishes a cup of coffee, and they're like, "Do you like it?" And he goes, "Yes!" And he smashes the coffee cup, and he yeah. goes, "Another." <laughs> that, was, that was his joke, and that was That's like the so best Viking. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So I think what they did is they unleashed Hemsworth and the, the writers and everything. So he hopefully gets- it's not too goofy. I don't like it when they get goofy. I like fun and funny. I don't like goofy. I would say my- it's not goofy. No, it's not to that. It's not to that level at all. Are there some things that make you chuckle? Absolutely. Um, but it's not like it, it didn't turn the story of Thor into a comedic event at all. But, you know, the other thing that doesn't hurt Hemsworth is he's pretty good looking. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is yeah. is he is a thing. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of echo. Oh, I'm sorry. 
that's okay. It's just weird. I mean, I, I sound great and I love hearing, I, I love listening to me twice because <laughs> I got a dreamy voice. Hemsworth has that, I don't know what you call it. He seems like a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah, he does. And for, there's But biceps. even for dudes, like, right? He's got all the, he's got all the, the eye candy there for the ladies. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, hey, Hemsworth, what are you doing, man? We're going to go watch the game. Let's grab some nachos. He'd be in. <laughs> like, he'd yeah. be a fun dude to hang out with. And then, of course, he'd be pulling all of the tail at the sports bar, but you wouldn't be mad at him. You're like, what are you going to do? It's Hemsworth. Right. Hemsworth is nut, nutty like that. I'm... It's weird. If I had to pick, if I'm going to watch the Super Bowl with, uh, with an Avenger, it would probably, I'd probably go uh, Downey Jr. first. Really? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I think he's funnier than Hemsworth. It's I just a different. It's a different kind of humor. Mm-hmm. I'd go uh, Downey Jr., then I'd go Hemsworth. Uh, after that, maybe Captain America, but probably Don Cheadle before Captain America. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think. And and Hulk, no. No, I don't. I, I don't, don't want to go anywhere with Mark Ruffalo. He's only going to talk politics. I'm sure he's a cool dude and all that other stuff. Stuff, but he, he's it's, a it's, male it's, feminist. It's icky. This is the funniest thing ever. Uh. And I don't know if it's Robert Downey Jr.'s quote or or who invented it, but mm-hmm. but I think they're attributing it to, to Robert Downey Jr. Uh, you can't you can't spell subtext without butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you scram, if you take the it, it's 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 wonderfully funny on every level. If you take the word subtext and scramble the letters, mm-hmm. you get butt sex. And you can't say subtext without it to me that just that's hilariously funny. If he made that up, that dude's a genius. That's like some Mark Twain level funny right there. That that's like t-shirt level funny. Yes. 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 Do we know anybody who knows Downey? Downey, can we use that quote on a t-shirt? Can we use that quote? Did you <laughs> trademark that? Is that like three Pete? You can't <laughs> spell subtext without butt sex. And that's just hilariously funny to me. Okay, so you saw Thor, I'm jealous. You saw uh, Blade Runner 2049, I'm jealous. I haven't seen it. I'm playing catch-up on all kinds of stuff. It's all I can do as a human being to hang on to my career as a writer, my career as a comedian, and uh, this wonderful uh, Loftus Party thing. That's that's where we're steering it, and I swear to you – it's going great. It's going great. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you're a little laugh there. <laughs> okay. And it's only gonna get better. I'm not even kidding. I know. I wrote I wrote a little review of uh, Destiny Two. I thought it would be hard. I don't know why. It's weird. Here's the deal. I can write scripts and I can write stand up for other comedians that I know. Uh, and and I, I, I've never tried to do like an article before, so I uh, or a blog. So I did that. I can't write stand up for myself. Like I can't sit down at the computer and go, oh, then I'll say this and then I'll say that. When my stand up is literally just like a shotgun blast. I have an idea. Bleh, there's a giant regurgitation, and then I just kind of slowly refine it. There's either something there or there's not. It's like panning for gold. Uh, so I was nervous. I was nervous about doing the blog. It was insanely easy. It was, uh, you type it up. Well, I'm not going to say insanely easy. That's demeaning to people who do blogs. Here's what I did. I put together my thoughts. I put them in a word document, grabbed a photograph, sent it to you, Liberty Gypsy. You put it on the website. People click, people read Jesus, Mary and Joseph. If you'd known how easy it was, you would have done it before. Exactamundo. So now you're going to do it more. I am. Here's Thank my next you. thing. I'm going to, uh, and I'm sorry, but it's what I'm kind of into right now. I'm going to do a review of Super Mario Odyssey. I bought it, got the last copy at the local Best Buy, because mm-hmm. they say that this is the best one ever. It's almost an open world. And I was late. Uh, got to my first boss level, beat them. It is fun. 
it is fun. It is fun. It is fun. And it's got that particular brand of insanity that only Super Mario games have. Like, if you think about Super Mario, it's crazy. It's nuts. You run around, you smash, you, you jump on things, you kill them, you eat mushrooms, you get big, you fly through the galaxy. It's a little, uh, it's a little odd. Last night, I turned into a frog. I had a talking hat, and it all made sense. <laughs> because you were playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. See, the only Mario fun. game I ever played was Mario Kart. And that's a blast. Oh, no, that's a blast. My kids just used to always just absolutely kick my tail at it because they played it nonstop. So, yeah, that's you know. the problem. Yeah. That's the problem that I have with mine as well. They're like, are you doing this? Are you doing that? I'm like, dude, I don't know. That's the other thing. I'm, lo I'm losing uh, – and this, this is sad. I'm losing my reflexes. My, I can tell my gaming reflexes are slower. So yeah. I'll have to adjust. I'll have to adjust. Okay. Now we're making the shift. If you've been holding your pee for politics, here we go. We're jumping in. We have uh, da, 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 da. we have big news. This is the I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead here. Uh, this is the one that had me so infuriated. I actually did a new video uh, for the Facebook page last night. The whole uh, Donna Brazil, her new book, where she's like, yeah, uh, it was rigged for Hillary. It was rigged for Hillary. Yes. See, and that's and that's just it. That's your first instinct is like, eh, yeah, right, yeah, you know, big deal. And then you start thinking about it, and it it just the, – the audacity of it is what got me. I was taking a walk last night. I like to, to walk around to get some form of uh, exercise, and it just started hitting me more and more and more and more and more. Like as – remember when Hillary – and, and everybody was like, Donald Trump got help from the Russians, and he's rigging our election, and our democracy is sacred, and our democracy is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. The whole time the whole time she was saying that crap, she knew she rigged it in her favor. She knew she had her finger on the scale. Like, the audacity of that. That is such massive levels of BS, it's hard to comprehend. It, well, I comprehend what happened, and the— the the sad part of it is because it's the Clintons, it it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that's just and that's where I started too. I, I'm just it's like, like you're not surprised. It's like going to a new person, and this is the this is the metaphor or analogy I used in the video. It's like when you get a bad haircut, mm -hmm. and you look in the mirror, and you're like, "Holy crap, that's a bad haircut." And then as days go by, and you keep looking at your hair, you're like, "Oh my lord, what happened?" How did this – why did I go there? And you, and that's where I am with the whole uh, – the Democratic National Committee and blah, 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 that whole thing. Well, and it's I mean – really bad. Some of the other stuff that I was reading, and I think this actually came from an excerpt of the book that she posted in, in, in one of the publications. I mean she just – she just demolishes Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And I look at it this way. There was a lot of yummy, yummy, yummy. And my, maybe my tinfoil hat isn't tight enough. Um, Donna Brazil's book came out, right? But you know, and you know people who've written books and, 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 and things, that process is months in the making. So she probably started writing that book shortly after the election. And it was probably in the process of being published before uranium one and all this stuff with the uh dossier came up right but you yes, had a lot had a of theory. people you had a lot of people saying donna brazil only wrote that book because of the dossier no that's not how books are written kids what i find more interesting is the absolute pivot of people like elizabeth warren right away from hillary because elizabeth warren was always i'm with her Right? Yeah, it's it's the handwriting on the wall. Oh, it's the total handwriting on the wall. Between the Uranium One scandal, obvious pay for play. I don't care if she's never arrested. I it's going to go down in the history books that it, that was that that was influence peddling, whether she's ever convicted or not. Um, you know, now this thing with the, and, and nobody in her campaign, nobody knew anything about this dossier. Okay, whatever. Um, but the absolute. Quick pivot, as soon as this comes out in Brazil's book, right, which is now being billed as like, you know, a devastation of Hillary Clinton and, and the establishment, you know, 
all of these other people started, oh yeah, it was, look at that, it was rigged. Oh my God, it was rigged. So they're turning away from her for party politics so they don't have to turn away from her based on these public scandals. Does that make sense? Well, yes. And and getting back to the, to, to the, to the beginning of this, Donna Brazil, I believe, started writing this book the minute she got busted passing debate questions to Hillary. Maybe. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. She because she denied it. And that's the other great thing. That's the other great thing. Where And that's why the title of the video is if I was a Democrat, I'd be so pissed because mm-hmm. it's true. Donna Brazil, not only did she. OK, so she, we know she did it. She admitted to passing debate questions to Hillary. However, twice on Fox News, once on Megyn Kelly. Hello, Eon Flux. Uh, once on Megyn Kelly, she was outraged. Like, how dare you think, how dare you even suggest I did that? I mean, she was pissed. Mm-hmm. So then it comes to light, no, she did it. We know you did it, blah, blah, blah. Then you make your book deal. Because then you then you got to hit the dismount. It's over, right? right. You, you know, you've been busted. And unless everything lines up perfectly, your career in politics is probably over. So she's hanging on to her career, but she's writing the book as uh, as an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now it comes out. So she lied right to our faces and and was indignant about it. And in in her book, everyone knew. That's the thing. Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren knew. She knew mm-hmm. that Hillary Clinton bought the Democratic Party right. and was going to make it, so she was the only one. Yet still, Elizabeth Warren endorsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's who I want for, for president. That that it just it makes a mockery out of our that's right I went mockery <laughs> out of our democracy I have the most the Democratic Party was baroque they were 20 I guess when you win so like Barack Obama Debbie Wasserman Schultz was kind of like doing the day-to-day stuff but Barack Obama was kind of in charge of the Democratic National he set the agenda he had the money but he left him in the hole 24 million bucks but he flew all over the country doing all of that fundraising how did that happen you know what he was doing? He was putting money into the, I believe it's called the OFA. Oh, well, yeah, it used to be. I think they changed their name now. Oh, no. Yeah, no. It used to be Organizing for America before he was elected. Now I think it's Obama for America. Yes. Yeah. And that is a scary little thing. So anyway, Hillary Clinton, uh, she came in. She's like, you guys are uh, in the hole 24 million bucks. I'll pay the tab. However, I'm in charge of everything. And so when Donna Brazil took over from Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who Debbie, Debbie Schultz is, is corrupt to high heaven. Oh, my goodness. Donna Brazil comes in and goes, holy smoke, we're in the hole. Uh, the Clintons are helping out, but they're running the table. They're just – they're doing everything. They've got legal documents set up. So uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz is a straight-up liar, and you know it. It's a fact. Then you've got Donna Brazil, who's a straight-up liar. You know it. It's a fact. You got uh, Pocahontas saying she's our girl, she's the president, and she knew it was rigged. And Bernie Sanders, that poor son of a bitch who got thrown under the bus, he still endorsed her. Like no one, no one on that side when they all knew. And this is the thing. And I'm and I'm sorry that I'm on a a soapbox here. I it really, I don't want to be the outrage guy. However, this is outrageous. It is. An outrage. I'm going to buy an election. I'm I'm straight up going to buy the presidency of the United States. And if anybody is cool with that, get the F out of this country. That's insane. Well, it's insane. And you, you can say a lot of crap about the Republicans. You really can. But man, oh man, uh, they were out to get Donald Trump. But at least they played fair. If they're cheating, they did it really good. Because we haven't you know, caught him yet. <laughs> yes. Everybody's like, no, 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 not Donald Trump, not Donald Trump. And they're like, well, he got the most votes. I guess we have to. Oh, dang it. Like, literally, there was a field of what, 12, 15, 16, 16. people? Mm-hmm. 16. The person who got the most votes became the candidate and then went forward. The yep. Democrats did not give you that same benefit. Well, the Democrats are never not going to give the nomination to who the party thinks should have it because they have that superdelegate structure. That's just corrupt to begin with, right? That ensures 
whoever they want to be the nominee is going to be the nominee because there's party politics just like there's national politics. Yes. And if you go against the grain within the party, you lose all of your position and power. So those super delegates are a Correct. joke. Number one. Number two, Hillary Clinton had an embarrassing and devastating loss in 2008. Right? Yes. To Barack Obama. She was not going to let that happen again. So I'm not, again, at all surprised by this. Um, third, in my mind, um, she had to do what she did because she knew what a horrible retail candidate she was. <laughs> and she knew that there was some polling out there because I've seen it that people don't want political dynasties. Like we didn't so want another Clinton. All of this is the why. Mm -hmm. All of it I really don't want to discuss a whole lot mm -hmm. because it takes away from the point you're not allowed to buy this stuff. I don't like I don't care why she did it. She did it and she had a bunch of people help her. Mm -hmm. And they and they all went on TV and went, oh, Donald Trump's the real danger. His collusion and his backroom, everything. And, I, and this is once once again, uh, I go into on the video. It's like the collusion with Russia. It's there on Hillary. The collusion with foreign governments. She colluded with Ukraine. Blah 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 blah. You can. They call Donald Trump Hitler and just buying off. You know, everything they accused him of, they've done. It's really uh, shocking and and. That you can, like, I've got a lot of money, I'm going to be president, is not what any of this is about. And it's, it's. I'm sure, that like, well, I don't, I have to think maybe a, some laws were broken. Uh, it's, it's outrageous. It's really, really, really outrageous. And if I was a Democrat, I would be bummed out. I would be bummed out. A lot of them are. They'd have to be. And, and. A lot of the the, the far right guys, like the Bill Crystals and all those, well, we're the elites and we'll make these we'll make these decisions. And oh, you little peons with your little votes and what you want doesn't really matter. We know what's best. I that's what fires me up. That's what gets my ass out of bed every day. No, you don't know better. You don't. Well, and and I think one of the really interesting things is the entire political class at this point is finding that out. You know, there, yes. there's been a lot of writing about how it used to be easy for people like Mitch McConnell or Paul Ryan to really manage the narrative coming out of the GOP and even easier for the Democratic National Committee and, and their party leadership to manage, you know, the narrative coming from there because of the very complicit media that's been there for several decades. But, you know, now with kind of the bust out of information and the growth of the interwebs and the growth of, you know, multiple platforms where people who have been involved in it, I mean, if you look at a lot of these blogs that have come up on both the right and the left, these are people who've been at, that start them that have been involved in party politics for years. Yeah. So there's, there's credible sources out there other than the talking heads on TV that were receiving their talking points directly from the political parties and the political leadership. And I, I only think it's going to get worse. It's literally or better. Gonna, well, I, think I it's mean, it's going to get better. The, the problem, if, if I may, is it's going to be so diluted. Mm -hmm. You're going to get people who like, well, I get my, I get my political, my political, I get my political uh, insights from this one website. Mm -hmm. I get my entertainment stuff from that website. I watch the TV for this. It used to be, and I don't know how, I don't know what the solution is. You had like a common set of knowledge. You had the big three networks mm -hmm. and like, okay, so this is, this is what it is. Now you can have, you can literally just have your own reality. Like I do nothing but watch MSNBC. That's my political viewpoint. Republicans oh. are all Nazis and they're all this and they're all that. And you literally don't know about the other side of the argument. You literally don't. So your life is going to be, you know what I'm saying? Your, right. your political insights are going to be defined by your narrow band. You're not going to be forced to or have the opportunity to uh, look at other points of view. And that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm terrified of. Well, and I think, you know, my only 
question on that is really beginning sometime in the mid-1990s and, and maybe even earlier than that because the press was not that kind to Ronald Reagan. Were you really getting both points of view? Not sure. No, no you weren't. <laughs> I'm not sure. And I you think really it weren't. Was, I think it was that frustration, right, that borne up some of these, you know, str- strictly leaning right or left sort of sort of venues. Um you know, I, I, I don't I don't know what the solution is either. I try to read across the spectrum. I know you force yourself to watch things like Joy Ann Reed, and I just can't. Um, I can't even look at her Twitter feed. I mean, it's just, oh, my God, you said what? Um, yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do read mainstream, what I would call the former mainstream media, the New York Times, Washington Post, and, and I get most of my information from reading. So I try to read like reputable things across the spectrum. Um, and I don't think a lot of people do that. So, uh, yeah. And even then, like I'm saying, you know, you go back to like Walter Cronkite Mm -hmm. and Edward R. Murrow, even, and even back farther than that, these, these great, you know, Oh, that, now that was a newsman. That when that just, the news was news. Those guys had an agenda and it's impossible Mm -hmm. to keep your agenda out of it. I, think, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is. Well, I think what happened is what it kind of got chronicled by Judith Miller's, you know, book that she put out is editorial control. Editors were somewhat responsible for understanding those biases and pushing back on writers when they saw them. Yeah. Then the editors became biased <laughs> and so did yes. the slant to everything they produced. And I, and I think I think, honestly, it's more of an editorial problem than it is a any oh, individual journalist for sure mm-hmm. for sure that's that's exactly what it is you like the guy who used to run uh <clears throat> the guy who used to run the new york times was mm-hmm. very good about that yeah. there was there was that great article and i think we had a link to that on uh the loftestparty.com mm-hmm. this this reporter who used to work at the new york times and uh the editor this is before the guy with the wife who killed people through witchcraft Oh, I thought that was the Post, Washington Post. Yeah, that was the Washington Post. Oh, okay. You're correct. Uh, the New York Times, this guy's like, I know my reporters lean to the left, so I'm going to counteract that. I'm going to kind of try to shove it to the right. That way we'll end up in the middle. That's right. beautiful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to have happen again. However, yeah, now it is <clears throat> Facebook, but you can you can delete or, or unfollow the people whose opinion you don't like. Twitter but you can unfollow the people whose opinion you don't like. Twitter needs to get their act together. Did you? Well, I'm sure you did see this, where that guy on his last day at work at Twitter just deleted uh, the president's account. Yeah, and actually it's a little more terrifying than that. Um, I saw a video on CNN this week about undercover conservatives in Silicon Valley. And this was literally... What? Oh, yeah. Undercover conservatives in Silicon Valley, and it was this reporter from CNN that was interviewing these people who live and work in in the Bay Area, specifically in the tech industry, and literally, if you've ever watched those uh, videos where you have the guy who is in the witness protection program, and he's got his voice all garbled up. (laughs) I was working for the mafia. Exactly. I didn't want them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that voice. The people who were talking to her about what it's like to hold a different political point of view were like that. That's they hilarious. Were using the mafia witness voice and all that's this other hilarious. Stuff. Literally talking about fear of losing their job, losing losing the ability to be rehired in the industry. They're using the guy from Google as an example, right? Like yes. all this did this guy did was was provide research that's out there <laughs> and well substantiated and he got fired so i i, I was worried they knew i voted for donald trump i i had uh-huh. I, I didn't wear the hat or anything but i <laughs> that's so, hilarious but i'm i'll send you the link it's actually terrifying to me in context of what this dude at twitter did right because how many folks are there in their reporting process or whatever else looking at oh so and so was mean to me right oh look yeah i don't like what that person says goodbye what's what's twitter gonna do it it seems to me and 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 this would would require us all holding hands and saying freedom of speech freedom of speech it seems to me the best model for them would be uh freedom of speech freedom of speech 
but we draw the lines on threats of physical act of violence. Well, I mean, there's there's basically three things that Twitter, well, four things, one of them being obvious. You can't post child porn anywhere. That's illegal. So illegal behavior, right? right? If it's illegal, yes. it needs to go. Um, you can't dox somebody. So if somebody's real name, real identity, um, you don't get to post somebody's address, phone number, you know, like gotcha, Kathy, gotcha. Kathy Griffin did in, in, in her thing, you know, basically that that's a no, no. Um, you can't threaten to kill people, but again, kind of like the FBI, they're credible threats. You know, if it's two guys, oh yeah, if we were together, I'd kick your butt. Now that's just dudes talking on Twitter. Things get a little heated. Right. But I mean, if somebody is literally threatening you, that's a problem. Um, and you don't get to mess with somebody's employment. Okay. Just because we hold different political views doesn't mean you shouldn't have a job. (laughs) I just have a real hard time with that one. Yeah, I, I think here's the big danger. And this is like seriously something that I've like, – like the guy using the mafia voice in Silicon Valley. Like there is a real uh, threat to my livelihood in doing the loftusparty.com. Mm-hmm. However, like most people, I think I'm incredibly uh, unique and it won't happen to me. So I'm I'm literally just just jumping out there and going, oh, they'll be cool with me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> However, the big, the terrifying thing is, and, and they did it to the president. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Bloop, you no longer exist. Yep. It, on Twitter, they literally, they press a button, they click something, and you're gone. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it happen to people on Twitter who I'm sure you, the majority, some of the viewers or, or listeners have have heard of, but one day they're just no longer there. And then someone else that you know who follows them is like, oh my gosh, uh, Roadbeer's in trouble. And why'd they get rid of him? I don't know. Why'd they get rid of that guy? I don't know. But they no longer exist. And they can do it on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know, I know, I know, I know that uh, Facebook has been dialing down some of our activity mm-hmm. and they, and, uh, YouTube got on us uh, for a couple of weeks ago for nothing. For, for nothing. For so nothing. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm okay. I can, I can, I can skip on that fine line of, Oh, it's entertainment and it's politics and it's this and that. Uh, however, that's why I, if you listen to this podcast and you, and you're, you're going to uh, the loftusparty.com. I'm asking you to to share this stuff because there's there's a safety. The, the the higher up we are on the radar, the more safe you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it uh, that is it, it's terrifying that they can just bloop uh, make you go away. Prager universe. I saw Dennis Prager on a program last night. Yep, and he's, I think they're his, suing. Yeah, and they have. Really good grounds. Mm-hmm. They have really good grounds when yeah, you do. compare and contrast. Uh, and then I think there's that guy Jack Placebic, Jack Plaso, what I can't think or something. So yeah, he needs a new last name. Uh, he did a <laughs> we'll he just did fix an under- that for him. <laughs> right, we should we should give him like listen, get yourself a a nickname or a name of your company or something that we can all refer to you and not mangle your last name. He did an undercover video with a kid who works at uh, YouTube, and then the kid just admitted, we're gonna make sure, we're gonna dial up these videos and we're gonna dial these down. There is a team of us, that's all we do. That's their full-time job. Wow. Is to, yes, is just to adjust what gets uh, what gets bigger and what, what gets smaller. So I know that, I know the game is rigged going in, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna play by their little rigged rule system, however, it's numbers, 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 and it's going well. I can't complain. Yeah, I think they're eventually going to get a schmack, though. There's a couple interesting little things I've seen out there recently that are starting to look a lot more like these interactive social media platforms that um, are doing a pretty good job of opening their arms to the right and the left. And if you go back on Twitter, it was built on free speech. Uh, a lot of the things you see now and what's going on now happened when Jack came back. <laughs> Jack was gone uh-huh. for a while. 
Jack made a lot of money. And then they did the IPO and maybe it wasn't going so well. They're like, well, Jack did this to begin with. Let's bring him back. And all he has turned it into is a company committed to social justice in their products and services excuse me, in a way that alienates half of your audience. And I think what the big lesson of Twitter is going to be is you cannot build a for-profit company on that particular foundation. Because eventually the social justice warriors get mad at one another. So how many committed, mm-hmm. how many committed feminists? I mean, what did they kill Hillary Duff for last year? Dressing as an Indian? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they end up eating each other. Chris Hemsworth has had to apologize. They end up going after each other and getting offended by one another. And your core group will become smaller and smaller and smaller. I saw this hilarious video, this dude around some Antifa girl who was in a fight with an Antifa dude. And she was she was like, you're just a poser. You don't ever really hurt anybody. And he's like, I have hurt plenty of people. Don't call me a poser. And it was the funniest thing. Yeah, this girl pretty much, you know, go hit somebody, hit somebody. You never hit anybody. Oh, I hit plenty of people. I'm I'm cool guy. How about Mr. Antifa? Shut up. You're a poet. It was hilarious. But yeah, that's what it always that's what it always uh, comes down to. Mm -hmm. I just the big picture for me is like, I don't like feeling like a sheep. I don't like the idea of, oh, I'm being herded in in one direction. Mm -hmm. And when Twitter and Facebook and these other social media platforms try to herd people in a direction, I immediately want to go the other way. Oh, yeah. And 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 then people are like, well, and it was uh, Kennedy, uh, who, I, who I like mm-hmm. uh, from Fox Business. She was like, well, there's plenty of billionaires uh, who are conservative, and they need to start their own thing. They mm-hmm. That's the free market, and it is true. Yeah. Uh, oh, in, in theory, it is true. And then I would point her to... Uh, they tried it like somebody decided to start Gab, uh, G-A-B, which uh, Lord knows who was on there. It seemed like it was really, really far right people. However, I'll give them credit. They started something else. And then you know what? Google said you don't exist. Well, I, here, here's my problem. And, and I'm talking just about the theory. I don't no, want to no, talk I, about I don't want to talk about the content of Gab. No, 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 no. Someone no. started another uh, another uh, like Twitter service mm-hmm. and Google said we don't like you so you don't exist. And they and like it, the search results just wouldn't pop up. That's terrifying. This pains me to say as a conservative and especially a, a fiscal conservative, right? Um Google needs to be broken up. Google should not have YouTube. Google I mean, Google needs to be broken up. It um, needs to be sued under antitrust, without a doubt. You like they broke up the phone companies back in the day? Yeah. 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 You know what's weird though? What? Like what? I, I was thinking about this too because we have like we think in in similar ways. Like whatever happened to MCI? Remember MCI? Um, yeah, they didn't move to. Uh, sell quick enough i guess not so I mean, how many people i mean i don't i don't even have a landline oh i'm i, I got at&t i'm all i'm all i'm ter- i'm worried about the electromagnetic pulse i've got a <laughs> landline i got a landline in both abodes um but it's weird well i guess verizon came out of somewhere we do have competition you got a- at&t uh verizon you got a bunch of cell carriers right i i, I don't like to say it either but because MCI it, it, was just like a long distance carrier. So when long distance used to be a different price than, you know, and, and you didn't have all the, the different things. Like I remember when I was a kid, every time you dialed long distance, it was really expensive. So my mother like talked to my grandmother like once a month because it was oh really God. expensive. Right. By the time I was a teenager with all the like long distance calling plans and calling after eight, it's free and all this stuff. A lot of that. Like MCI started out as a long distance calling plan, if I remember correctly, whereas AT&T oh, you do. Was, actually, you remember. was actually a phone company. So once that whole bifurcation of this is long distance, you can call within your area code kind of went away. I think they kind of went away. I, as a stand up comic, I had, uh, and I would, cause I would, all my calls were long distance. Mm-hmm. I'd get to the club, I'd call home, I'd do this. I'd, I, I was always on the road. I had an... <laughs> An MCI card, which you had to go 
one eight. You had to do like one eight hundred, and then call a number, and then put in your like twenty eight digit MCI number. Wait for the tone. Press one for long distance. Then dial mm-hmm. number. And if you if you effed up one number, yep, you had to start again. Yep, it was the worst. It was the worst. I used to get those cards if I went to visit a relative that lived far away or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah you get your phone card and get it loaded up with minutes. No, it's okay. I'm on the card. We can keep talking. Yeah, right. Yeah, the I'm worst with you was though. If you I think dated somebody in a different area code. Yup. 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 <laughs> it's the oh you my. You didn't Lord. have email, you didn't have text messages. You could talk to the dude like once a week. <laughs> 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 the worst mci cards but i i agree i think youtube should be its uh, own thing and i guess there's also vimeo that's kind of up and coming mm-hmm. uh youtube's being horrible to content creators yeah it, it's it's really bad people are making people are making content uh hoping that p- other people will watch it and discover it and, and like it and you'll garner an audience and if you start smacking down the creators uh, they'll start going somewhere else. Oh, it's, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, oh, who's the big content creator? Can't remember his name. Uh, he just he just did like an open letter to YouTube asking for that very thing. Okay, so uh, they got rid of Donald Trump's Twitter. They put it back on. Hopefully that doesn't happen to you or I. Uh, the, the election, the, the, the whole democratic process was rigged. And... Um, uh, that's uh, completely frightening. And then the other thing, and this is like all, this is like a bummer central. I want to move on to something like, uh, like uh, Halloween costumes, sexy or slutty, something that's got a little bit of zip or zap to it. But quickly, uh, we'll get into the whole uh, Bo Bergdahl thing, which I, I am, that's another one. I don't want to be an outrage machine this week, but that one, I don't. Does the judge, it's, it's a military court. Correct. Does he have to? Does he have to like write a paper or something to say here's why I did this? I'm actually and not. Can sh- we read it? I, I'm I'm actually not sure if he has to write an opinion or not, um, because I mean this stuff just never really hits this level in the press. I mean you have like guys in the military being court-martialed, but very rarely does it get to like national level attention. Where we've had both Bradley Manning and yes, I said Bradley. Um, and uh, and Bo Bergdahl here in the in the recent, you know, last couple of years. Um, You've got horrible precedent. Go ahead. Uh, well, horrible precedent. If the military court of justice even works on precedent, I'm not. I don't know if it does the same way that the traditional court system does. But um, having friends who were there, who fought, yeah, um, I. I can't be anything but outraged and, and kind of sound pretty much like an outrage machine, even considering the fact that all this person got was a dishonorable discharge. You get a dishonorable discharge for testing positive for marijuana. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I literally. <laughs> or like, you used I, to. I, I don't know. Hear, you might not anymore. <laughs> I want to hear what the thought process was from the judge. I really do. That's the only interview I care to see. That's the only interview I care to see. How did you. He left. He, he's a deserter. He left his post. He walked away. Okay. Now, when you do that, there's risks. There are inherent risks. And I'm sorry that if he got captured by the Taliban and they were mean to him, bitch, you knew the risk. And you did it anyway. So six. Six dudes. Six, six of them. young men died. Yep. Looking yeah. for his stupid ass yeah and then and and this never occurred to me until uh late last night when someone deserts you have to assume there's a chance that he got captured by the enemy which he did and that they have uh tortured him and they now know everything he knows right so you have to put everything else on hold Mm -hmm. you have to come up with new ways okay now we used to change the guards at two now we have to do it at 4 30 because they know the schedule, and I know we were going to do this mission, but now they know about that mission, so we got to do this. It changes everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. How many more, and this is going to sound like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity shit, I don't care, Uh, mark the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> we the don't moment, the moment Michael went full tinfoil hat. I, I'm I'm not even kidding. How many more like high level targets did they not get? Because right. oh, we can't do that mission. We have to look for Bo Bergdahl. So it's like sliding doors. Because they had to look for Bo, Bo, Bo Bergdahl, they didn't capture this guy who would have told them that the Bing Bang Boom is at the Bloody Block coordinates, which would have changed the entire future of of the war. And I, and I know that's like that's hyperbolic, but that's what I'm saying. But here, my whole six young men died looking for that moron. And we traded his stupid ass, and yes, I said it again, Woo! for five Taliban members, three of whom went back to doing exactly what they did before. And and and, and had a reception for this dude's parents garden. and oh the Rose God. Garden. How? How? I just, I want to I wanna hear from that. I want to hear from... Uh, uh, Colonel uh, balls in my mouth. I want to hear from Colonel Dick for brains. I want to hear like, how do you reach that decision? But you know what? I think he's uh, I think he's okay. He was with the Taliban for a while, and they were mean to him. So that's punishment enough. No, mm -mm. it's not. It really isn't. So now you have this precedent. Oh, okay, I can. You know what? I'm in the army, but I can kind of ditch whenever I want because there's really no repercussions. It's not like I'm going to go to jail. Uh, for even uh, seven years or ten years, it's like they'll I'll slap on the wrist, they'll kick me out of the army, and I'm good to go. And and I and and with uh, with uh, Bradley Vagina Cooper, you can be. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of these state secrets. I'm gonna turn all this stuff over to our enemies. And you know what? I might get a new VJJ out of this, and then just uh, get a dishonorable discharge. It's it's madness, and that was your Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, It's Madness Moment. Brought to you by Dixie Cups. They're so small, you could fit a colonel's brain in them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I was reaching for something there. I gotta, like, I, I can feel like, uh-oh, we're in, like, a real comedy void here. Yeah. It's getting really... Oh, I'll just throw in uh, something stupid like that. So, but I, the, the, I was, oh, I was really, I got I it all, I got it all up into Dixie Cup. I thought yeah. something else was coming and I was really glad it didn't. I, I, yeah, I kept it. I keep it clean. <laughs> I keep it clean because I got my little notebook of what I want to talk about next. And there is some smut coming up. You got to throw in some smut every once in a while. Well, we kind of actually did the thing that, that was kind of smutty with, uh, butt with sex. what you might call it. Yeah. You can't sell spell subtext without butt sex. Yeah. I uh, oh, and speaking of butt sex, uh, Teen Vogue gone. Yeah, funny how that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's just now. Is that the magazine industry? Like, I really here. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Uh, Teen Vogue never had a chance. That they they literally they never had a chance. Teenage. Well, uh, when they were like more focused on fashion and entertainment and stuff, I I would say they had a chance. I mean, there's plenty of. I mean plenty of teen girl magazines out there and you can have electronic subscriptions and whatever but yeah. what you also have to understand is parents pay for those and even if the reality is teenagers are exploring this thing because they don't want to get pregnant or whatever um mom and dad aren't gonna buy the magazine that tells them how to do it <laughs> that mean, is that's just the, that's the law these these kids are still minors and i still have some control over what they're gonna put their eyeballs on it's funny in in talking to development executives uh, at like Disney Channel, Disney XD, Nickelodeon, they know that everything skews down a few years. Like mm -hmm. if you want if you want uh, twelve year olds to watch, your lead character should be at least sixteen, maybe seventeen. So Teen Vogue, it just seems like it was too young. Like Vogue, I'd love to. That seems like a that's like a 22 23 year old girl mm -hmm. magazine you know what i'm saying you're looking for that oh i'm in college and now i'm i'm at, i'm out of college i'm here's how i want to look in the professional world and when i go to these events it's vogue you know that's kind of like that's a cool magazine there's there's something i can see the allure of vogue i can't see the allure of allure <laughs> oh my god but like teen vogue just seems like what are you doing 
But yeah, like, this, is like little, our, this is how I want to look. This is how I want to look. The first girls day of, going, of school. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, they yeah, are. I'm going to wear a sequin gown. Well, uh, no, the, they, the they, day they, one of junior high. No, what they the like take it down to that level. What's trending for, for that age group. Um, and I mean, even when I was a teenager and, and when my kids were a little younger and engaged in the, those types of publications, right. There was things that, what do I do when my boyfriend does that? And what do I, you know, what do I say when, you know, this is going on in my social circle or whatever. Yeah. Um, it didn't go quite that far. And I think they really just, you know how we talk about, you didn't just cross the line. You kind of moved the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they did. It always would crack me up. I cosmopolitan cracks me up. Oh, and I've always their little sex quizzes. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you want to give him another thrill, reach over and grab his wiener. It's like it's always it's always like this isn't an inside scoop. <laughs> There's sex tubes. Here's here's a secret. Next time you want to arouse him, take and put it on his wiener. Really? You don't, you don't say. <laughs> you think you think a you think a guy's gonna like that? I don't know. Let's let's have a study. Like it's hilarious uh, that they always and God God you know what? I'm I'm a writer. I, I know that like you have to create content, and I'm sure the people at Cosmo at many many afternoon uh, they they want to taste the business end of a shotgun because they just don't know how to write another. Uh, sex tip thing. Cosmo Was it sex there? tip. No, you know. Wait till he's not looking, then grab his package. <laughs> if okay. he gets aroused, take off his jeans. Like what? What so, are you doing? So isn't isn't Cosmo the one that originally told us orgasms are bad? Don't have sex in the shower. And most recently, I believe it was them ran a story about what it's like to fall in love with your brother if you're a dude. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I think Cos- I think Cosmo <laughs> Cosmo is also <laughs> going to shortly find that they have moved the line. <laughs> well, because with most Cosmo, people I know, most people I know like orgasms. They're yes. a good thing. Um, most of them might fool around in the shower, and none of them are looking at your brother, their brother, going, "Oh boy." <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where like seriously. Uh, and it comes back to the editorial content. Like I can, I will give them the benefit of the doubt where on the, th- I think it was like some, somebody wrote a thing about the, the whole orgasm thing. Why it's bad if your guy gives you an orgasm. Uh, there was a, a friend of mine many, many years ago. We started stand up comedy together. He used to have a bit about, uh, oh, did he give you an orgasm? No, he didn't give me one. Like, this guy's got a whole box full, and he's doling them out like Halloween candy. That's the whole thing. <laughs> right. So, like, I guess there's, like, you could write a philosophical debate, like, maybe, I, I don't know, like, I, I didn't read the article. But, like, a lot of that stuff is just so uh, clickbaity. And meant to generate the outrage machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which I'll, I'll can, comment on. All I can do is <laughs> mock it. I mean, yes, like, actually, I can't even do that because it was in another it was at a writer's group and they do breaking news. And do you want to comment on this? I'm like, I'm not even clicking on that link. Yeah, I'm not even and, clicking and on the, it. For the record, uh, uh, the lo- the official Loftus party stance is all orgasms are fantastic. No matter who gave them to you. Get them where you're getting them. <laughs> just, just don't do it in front of Ashley Judd into a potted plant. Oh God, that I, I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, have have your orgasms, have your fun, consenting adults, all by yourself. However way you want to slice it, it's always a wonderful thing. Uh, however, yeah, don't be, don't be, uh, don't be a, a dopey Hollywood executive type. And I tell you what, they're uh, everywhere they're, now. They are dropping like flies. Well, they're in. They the, are the, dropping like flies. The New Republic. Somebody over at what was what? Who does David Corn write for? I can't even remember. Um, Mother Jones. Mother Jones. Yep, 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 yep. Um, the dude who did all those that used to be. He was the fat kid on TV, and then he did all the children's program for Nickelodeon. Has he been? Do they come? Dan Dan Schneider. They're talking about it. It's I, everywhere. Ooh, I'm biting my lip. 
I'm biting my tongue. I'm not going to talk because it's too soon to talk. Uh, I a got bunch of guys that William Morris went down. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to start any rumors, spread any rumors. Uh, There's a, but there, I guess there might be a lot of that out there now, too. But man, like Weinstein and the floodgates just opened. And now the cops are saying they've got uh, rape charges. Yeah. Against, I think her name is Paz de la Huerta. Whatever she was, uh, she was on an HBO show for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 very it it's troubling. However, I I look at all of this like I look like like I look at the Trump presidency. There's been a problem in Hollywood and people in positions of power for a very 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 long time, mm-hmm. and now uh, the floodgates are opened. And it ultimately, here's what I hope doesn't happen. D- definitely, you get the sense that uh, the villagers have their torches lit yep. and they have their pitchforks and they're on a rampage. Mm-hmm. I want the guilty people out. Mm-hmm. I want them gone. I- I'm already, though, in the fear of, and, I, and I, I genuinely, genuinely don't want this to sound sexist or as if I'm condoning any of this behavior. I don't want innocent people to get scooped up in this. No, and there's always a real I, I really don't. Especially if there's already there, some other reason to blackball that person, put this on top and you're done. There is a very and this is this is going to sound super dicey. However, I've been in Los Angeles for a long time. I've mm-hmm. been on I've been on the side where I'm out going out on auditions mm-hmm. and I've been on the side where I'm sitting in that chair and people are coming in and auditioning. And I've been in the acting classes. I've I've been in the world, and there there are people out there, and I'm not going to name names. I, I've seen them on TV, and I've seen them their names in the headlines. Oh, I really I'm trying to be very very careful. There, are, I don't want and I don't want to say they are more sexual people than you or I. Right. They just they are just I don't want to say hypersexual, but they have a and and I'm I'm starting to see these people who I know are I don't even want to say promiscuous. They, they just have a they have a, a greater sense of their own sexuality than your normal person. Mm-hmm. And now and now they're saying, oh, this person did X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, mmm, it's starting to get dicey here. Right. Cause a lot of these it's very cut and dry. Uh this guy's in a position of power. He says, if you do this, I'll give you that. And anything with kids. That. Anything with kids. And anything with kids. That's, anything that's with kids. Horrifying. That's horrifying. However, I know there's some people out there who are, you know, oh, that's so funny. That's so this. Kissy, kissy, grab, grab. Cosmopolitan told me to grab your junk. That's you have chosen now mm-hmm. to doink that person. You right. went to a party. You you snuggled up to him. You doinked him. Now you can't come back years later going, oh, he made me doink him. <laughs> right. No. So let's get rid of the guilty people, but let's also be very careful and, and make sure that some poor bastard I, – I have I, I have seen it with my own two eyes. A super ugly dude goes to a party. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Then super ugly dude gets uh, a part in a hit TV show, and now all of a sudden every girl wants to be with him. Yep. So those are, there's both sides of it. I don't know why, uh, I don't know why I felt compelled to say that. It's it's our country. It's our country. It takes me back to uh, the, the Boston Massacre, it really does. Because those guys, those British soldiers were acting in self-defense, and I, I know it wasn't a very popular thing to do. But Adams came and defended them, and uh, those guys didn't get in trouble for that. So be careful when you have when you when you find yourself with a big when you and I, who said this uh, Liberty Gypsy when you find yourself in a big group of people who are sure that they're right, uh, start looking around and making sure you're right. It's, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that. Does that does that ring any kind of bells? It kind of does. Like I've heard it more. What is it? Um... I may be wrong, but I'm never uncertain. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Always, there you go. And I, I believe, you know what the kids say now? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. So last week uh, we were talking about costumes and, and cosplay and stuff, and I think we might have talked a little bit about Dana Dana Lash, 
who I uh, who I'm a big fan of. She did dress up as Wonder Woman. We found this out. We have we have confirmation. She has a picture on the internet. You can look at that. You can Google it and see uh, Dana Lash as Wonder Woman. It is what it is. It it, it is what it is. I stumbled across this girl, uh, Allison Tabitha, and that's Allison A L. A- Allison is one of those girl names you never know how to spell. Uh, she's she's going A L Y S O N, and then Tabitha is T A B B I T H A. I stumbled as I'm looking at Dana Lash as Wonder Woman. I stumble across this girl, uh, Allison Tabitha, who was just amazing in the cosplay world. Oh. Do yourself a favor when you're done listening to this podcast. Look at what this girl is doing. It is it's like a transformation. She's not there's no makeup, uh, meaning prosthetics and fake noses and chins and crap. Mm-hmm. It's it's her. She makes these costumes. She does her own makeup and it is a transformation. It's it's wonderful. OK, when she did Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, right? Yes. She actually changed the shape of her eyebrows she did a before and after picture she actually matched her eyebrows to gal gadot's it's amazing and then i was like uh, damn right so you think oh well you know what she kind of looks like her anyway that must have been then you see her as the the girl from the fifth element and it's she looks exactly like it's amazing so i want to then you see her as johnny depp in pirates of the caribbean yeah i was like it's crazy Yeah, she's I want to talk to her. I want to have her on the show. Okay, so we had a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, You cannot spell subtext without butt sex. And however, if you start giving out around tips on on Teen Vogue, you go out of business. Exactly. Teen Vogue should should have done an article on subtext. Yes, they should. They should. The subtext. The subtext of Teen Vogue. I will never look at the word subtext the same way. I don't think Which I will Which is a wonderful either. gift. Right? We took a very ordinary, run-of-the-mill word, and, and we and now it's got a little bit of zip, a little bit of pizzazz. Thanks to Robert okay. Downey Jr. I Or someone brilliant. Someone. Maybe, maybe he heard it and is repeating it. I don't know. So it's time for Michaeltopia. In the real world, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of questions and bad rules and laws we have to live by. However, in Michaeltopia... There's a different set of rules. So if you got a Michaeltopia, now is the time. Okay. In Michaeltopia, our legal system is such that you don't get to sue for emotional distress when you lose an election. What the what? So Lena Dunham, in her infinite wisdom, I don't know why this girl is even a thing anymore. I mean, I understand she had like a hit TV show for one season and then everybody kept watching it because she was the it girl, but it really wasn't that good. Now she's just disgusting. But anyway, mm-hmm. she was just spitballing, but decided that 30 million women should go into a class action suit and sue the president for emotional distress. If we have 30 million women in this country that are that emotion, adult women, by the way, because you have to be over 18 to vote, are that emotionally distressed by Donald Trump's win, we're doomed as a society. Is Now, does she have a lawyer? Is she moving forward with this thing? Uh, she said she was just spitballing, but I mean, it's just something so ridiculous to put out there. Like, no. No, there it are is. things that happen to you that are emotionally distressful. So if, if your doctor, in the context of a medical procedure, cuts off the wrong leg, yeah, you should probably get something for emotional distress. For something yeah. not going exactly the way you planned, yeah, probably not. And this sets back women's rights and equality. It's one of those things where whenever you know, a feminist will go, oh, we're the same. We're the same. We're absolutely the same. Treat us the same. Treat us the same. And then Lena Dunham is like, I am so – my feelings are so hurt by the outcome of the election. It makes her look so weak. It makes her look so weak. I and she wants – and she wants 30 million weak women who identify as emotionally weak women to join hands with her. It's really bad. She, it's bad. It's if embarrassing. If she actually tries to move forward with something this ridiculous, I am going to sue her for the emotional distress I felt when a picture of her naked eating cake on a toilet came across my Twitter feed. <laughs> 
you know, I, I, re- I really wish – if she was naked eating cake on a toilet, uh, I really wish that there was like some kind of artistic thing. No. However, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a desperate cry for help. I really yeah. do. Uh, and I anyway. hope she gets it. Just get out of the public eye for a while because you're never going to get it there. Yeah, you can you can take a break. Okay, in 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 Michaeltopia, uh, people who get uh, shirts from uh, the Loftus party continue to send those pictures in. They're they're starting to happen. We're gonna we're gonna put those on the website. Uh, just listen, wear your T-shirt, have some fun. There is no, it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't even have to be Instagram quality good, but in Michaeltopia, we love it. It's or if fantastic. you buy the mug and you're having your morning coffee. Yes, yes. In Michaeltopia, in Michaeltopia, theloftestparty.com is just inundated with these photographs, and we celebrate them, and they're good and they're wonderful, just as you are. You guys, uh, thanks for subscribing. Uh, to the podcast and the YouTube page and liking the Facebook, all that stuff. It's wonderful. It's good. We're having fun. I will talk to you next week. <laughs>